Buchem Aboyim to the fourth in a continuing series of Shi'orim on the Hakdama of the Ramban to his parish on Bereshis and to the entire Chomet. That is the introduction of the Ramban to his commentary on Bereshis and in fact on the entire Chomet. In the last year we spoke about the um, the significance of the Ramban's assertion and its consequences of the Torah being in fact names of God, names of Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's what the Ramban spoke about just Yadin of Kabbalah Shalemis. And um, we elaborated, I elaborated on the fact that in fact going from the names of Kaddish Baruch Hu to the Torah which is intelligible to us through sentences, nouns, verbs, grammar, etc., etc., um, going from one to the other, actually for the Ramban, constituted the Messiah of that was given to Meshir Abedo. Today we're going to speak about a different aspect of the Ramban's um, understanding of the Chomesh. And we're going to go back to actually um, a point that the Ramban makes at the very, very beginning of this Akdama to Galatians. Then the Ramban says that um, that Kamosh Bala Bakabala, well, first, Ramban says in the Chevelle edition in that base that he wants to, the Ramban wants to speak about the fact that the stories of the Torah, in fact, are written in a third person um, and do not actually refer to Moshe Ben. It doesn't say, Vidaba, Hashem, Moshe, Leymar, Bereshit, Baruchim, etc. So the Ramban says that the Torah was come on the Buyas Oidim, among that base in the Chevelle edition, four lines from the bottom. Here, Ramban, in fact, is quoting a um, a um, a Yerushalmi, quoting But actually, Yerushalmi says first the Torah was written with Eish Levana al Eish Chayra, and then after that was written or given with Eish Shchayra al Eish Levana. Now the the Ramban mentions that if this is true, so he says that the Moshe is like a Sefer, Moshe is like a scribe, Hamatik Bisefer Kadmoin, who's actually inscribing from a from an earlier text, an or text, the Koisef, and he's writing And the question is, what does the Ramban come to tell us that Moshe Meno is Kasefa Hamatik Bisefer Kadmoin? The Ramban is just saying that Moshe Meno is writing from another Sefer. And copying exactly has from the other sefer. So in fact, really, what is the hatok of Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't really signifying. It doesn't really signify anything. So in other words, what I'd like to discuss tonight, uh, today, is in fact the what the Ramban understands to be the um, the structure of the narrative parts of the Chumash, which in fact, according to the Ramban, are a consequence of the. Moshe Beno acting as a Seifa Hamatik Bisefa Kadmoi, as a scribe who is um, writing a text based upon an earlier text. And the consequence that this has for the narrative parts of the Chomesh in, contradic- in contradistinction, as Rabban Sadi would say, to those parts of the Chomesh, the parts of the Chomesh which one would associate to be more of the halachic, more of halachic stature, where it says, Repeatedly over and over again, 
And what is the difference between those different um, styles that we see in the Chumash itself? Now, the fact is, is that the Ramban in um, several places of the Chumash, in fact, takes issue on not only commentators before him, but in fact actually takes issue in several places actually with Chazal. Um, I'm not sure if these Rambans are actually commonly known or, and certainly are not commonly taught, but for example, probably, in my, to my mind, the most famous example of this is um, what the Ramban writes in Pasha's Bay in um, Parakid Bay's um, Pasuk Bet. There it says in the Torah, and I will in fact actually get a Chumash in one second, Excuse me. It says in the Torah in Pasha's Boy, um, this is in Shemois, Parakid Bay's Pasuk Ben. So there, um, the Chumash tells us, right, and the, um, the settling of the Jewish people, which they settled in Mitzrayim, in Egypt. In other words, the, the time that the Jewish people lived in Mitzrayim. Shleishim Shana with 30 years, Rafami Shana and 400 years. And then it says, and after that, in Pasuk Memalef, Vayimikate Shleishim Shana Bari Meir Shana. And it was at the end of 430 years, 30 years and 400 years. Vayimetzamayim Azeh, on that very day, Yatsu Kaltzivais Hashem Elf Betzoyim. Right? Klaisrona Betzoyim. Now, we all know the famous Rashi. Rashi in, um, so it actually informs us that in fact the 400 years are from the time of the birth of Yitzchak Avinu, right? That actually in fact shows us very clearly that in fact we cannot understand that the Jewish people were actually Mitzrayim for 400 years because if that's true then the, the, um, the ages of the Obisakadoshim just basically doesn't work out at all. So Rashi says the 400 years is actually being calculated from the time that, from the birth of Yitzchak Avinu. And then, 30 years before the birth of Yitzhak Avinu, you had the Bris Ben Apsalem, right? Now, why the Bris Ben Apsalem? Because it's at the Bris Ben Apsalem that, in fact, HaKosh Baruch Hu informs of Avinu that, um, that they will be in Mitzrayim for 400 years. And then, Beleshis and Perek, um, um, Perek Tezvav, um, um, they will be in a land that is not theirs, but what we knew is some, and they will um, oppress them and make them work. Abomination of 400 years. So, um, and then after this it says, the fourth generation will come back to Israel. So, in other words, Rashi learns that in fact, the um, the 400 years, because according to the Cheshbon, according to the Cheshbon makes, it's 400 years from the time of the birth of Yitzchak, and 30 years before that is the Brisbane Apsal. So when Akhaz Bochul says to Avon Mavino, the 400 years, they will be in, um, for 400 years they will be in um, Mitzrayim, he's speaking about from the time of the birth of Yitzchak Avino. That's what Rashi says in Bereshis itself and Pasuk Gimel. Now, so the 
understanding of Rashi is clear, the way we understand the Chomesh, is that the 30 years of Bishbah HaPesolem, the Bishbah HaPesolem is 30 years before the birth of Yitzchak. Now, if you think about it, that's going to be very strange. Why is that very strange? Because we know, the Torah tells us, that Avraham Avinu, in Lechlecha, the Torah tells us, Avraham Avinu came, um, came to El Jesuel when he was 75 years old. That's what it says, Parakubes, Pasagdal, and Breshes, Vayelach Avraham Kashadim Ve'alav Hashem, Yelach Yitoloit, Vavon ben chamesh shanim v'shivim shanim says b'chol. So Avraham Avinu lives chol in seventy-five years. Now we all know that Avraham Avinu has Yitzchak at hundred years old, which means that in fact, if we make the calculation according to what Rashi is telling us, the bliss ben Apostolim took place five years before Avraham. Before the Torah tells us Avraham Avinu goes from chol to El Yisrael. So, in fact, Shitas Rashi, the opinion of Rashi, which actually, as we'll see, is the, I would say, I mean, is clearly the unanimous opinion of Chazal, that the Brisbane Episodium was actually five years before the video comes to El Jisrael, despite the fact that if a person reads Parashat Lechlecha, first he's taught, about, he's taught, he's told, that if the video comes to El Jisrael, and then there's the Milchama of the four and the five Malachim, the four and the five kings, and then after that is the Bishop of Absalom. So if a person reads Pasha's Lakacha, I mean, it's, it's, it's all too obvious that in fact the Bishop of Absalom took place after Ravino comes to El Jesuit after he's 75 years old. But in fact, according to the calculation, right, of Rashi and Chazal, then in fact actually the Bishop of Absalom is five years before that. Meaning the following thing, meaning the following thing is, is that Ravino, according to Chazal, comes twice to El Jesuit. In other words, he first comes down to Israel, I'm not sure when, and then is the Blitz Ben Absalom, and then immediately after that he goes back to Chalon, and then he spends five years in Chalon, and goes back to El Israel a second time at the age of 75, and that is what the Torah is telling me at the beginning of Pashas Lachacha. Now, this, as I said before, is in fact the unanimous opinion of Chazal. Um, it's actually in several places. The most obvious place where it's um, where it's stated is in fact actually in the Seder of Rabbah, as we all know, is a brisa of Abiyasi, as it indicates in several places, including them in the Gemara of the Zohar Tzavah And in fact, after the Ramban, I'm reading after the Ramban in Pesach Mem and Parakim Beis and Boy, Daf Shin Labezayin, the Ramban. After the Ramban quotes Rashi, so the Ramban says, This is the opinion of Chazal. But the Ramban goes on and explains, The Ramban goes on to elaborate, right? And the Ramban says, So it calls it says, Avon ben Chamesh Shanim Vishim Vishonim Vishim Vishonim 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 now, for the Chumash, it appears that Bilal Sarim takes place afterwards. However, but as it says in the Oilam, you can't say that. That Avon Avinu was in time when the Bilal Sarim was revealed to him, when the Bilal Sarim was made with him, was 70 years old. Since the Torah says 430 years, so it must be. So facto that the Bishop of Sodom was when Avraham Avinu was 70 years old, in which case you have to say that after the Bishop of Sodom, Avraham Avinu was 70 years old, Chazal Chalat, says the Rambani, went back to Chalat, 
ועשו שם חמש שנים, אברהם אבינו was there another five years, שינו אברהם בן חמש שנים, שנים שלושה שנים בצחוק, and after five years he left out to Israel, that's what we have to say. Okay. So that is the Shita, not only of Rashi, but as I said before, Rabban calls that the Shita of Rabbi Seinu. Rabbi Seinu meaning Chazal. However, the um, Rabban offers another Pshat, another reading of the Chomish. And I'm on Daf Shilamitches in the Shavel edition, the second line, V'dayti V'delach HaPshat. So the Rabban says, V'delach HaPshat, in other words, let me just, before I go say here, I want to repeat that there's another problem with the shot here of Rashi. According to Rashi, and Rabban mentions this actually in the Amposit Ben Beis, according to Rashi, it comes out that the goal is actually begins in 400 years. That was the way Rashi learns is that when, 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 when it says Geya Zaracha in Lisbon Absalom and Kadosh Bochum informs Avram and tells Avram that um, that um, Geya Zaracha right? Geya Zaracha Berchulahem that this actually begins with 400 years of Yisrael and says the Ramban, right? Right? Um, and the Ramban says, I'm reading now from Daf Shil Lamates, in the fifth line, is that correct, says the Ramban? How could you say that the, the, the day of the was called the Galos? A Galos. The Galos begins with the Kate of Israel. Which is 210 years, Rotu. It's the Messiah of Chazal. They were Mitzrayim for 210 years. Now, come to Ramban and offer a different shot. Now, in fact, actually, these two claims are actually related to the same point because, um, the, so the Ramban is making up one the claim is, is that how could you say Bustaf and Absalom comes before Leidat Yitzchak, before Romino comes after him? I'm sorry. The Ramban's two claims are number one, how can we say that Bustaf and Absalom? Is in fact before Avraham comes to comes to El Tzlai. In other words, Ramban finds it very difficult to say that the Chumash is in fact um, not in order, even though Chazal do say in Pesachim a mukhbuk to Matera, as we're going to see, the Ramban in fact um, is implying here that in fact the Pshat of the Chumash should be in fact in its order. He's going to make this claim. He's going to claim in several Ramban's on the Chumash. So number one, according to Ramban, the Ramban says very difficult, very difficult. To understand based upon the Cheshbon of Chazal, the reckoning of the years of the Chazal, that we have to say that the business of the Sodom took place before the Vidal comes down to swear, as we are told in Lachacha. And secondly, the um, Rashi understands literally is that the Yezaracha, that in fact actually the 400 years of, um, of Golos actually begins with Yitzchak. The Rabban says, how can we consider before the Kentucky concern three years of Golos? Anyway, in any case, comes the Ramban, comes the Ramban, and the Ramban says, no, that's not the Pshat. But that is not the Pshat, and back in the Shilam Ches, but that is not the Pshat. He has shed a mother of Rome, the day of Teleki, Kitam, Tisi, and Chor, all the Zoys. Because Bob said to Bob Avino, you should know, you should surely know, 
The before I give you El Yisrael. No, it's before Klaisel comes back to El Yisrael. The Jews are given El Yisrael. Gei Yisrael of El Yisrael, they're going to be a girl in the lands not theirs. Yom and Mavim, many years, Abba Meir Shana. It'll be 400 years, which means that the Jewish, in other words, they're not going to be given El Yisrael for another 400 years. Ah, what about the 30 years? Right? In other words, because both of them form, or does not inform of Omer being explicitly about the 30 years. In other words, because Bokhul says to Vamavinu, right? This is in Pasha's Lech in Perek Yud Gimel. So there, right? There it says, um, um, right there it says, um, um, the daughter of Yeshuvahena, Kiloi Shalim Ovena Mori Ahena. The fourth generation will, will come back. Now, because Bochu, in this postdoc says Ramban, we have a remez to the 30 years. In other words, the Jewish people are not going to come down to Israel right after the end of the 400 years to begin the birth, birth with of Yitzchak. Adadonavi, until the fourth generation, she has Sholem Oven Amori, until the sin of the Amori is complete. And that's a reference to the 30 years. Right? Okay, in other words, so according to Ramban, does not take place 30 years before the birth of Yitzchak. I mean, it does not, and it's not 30 years before the birth of Yitzchak. And with himself, it's not before Vomil comes out to Israel. It's after that. The 30 years come after the 400 years. In other words, according to Rashi, the 30 years, the time between Mr. Psalm and this Jesus was 30 years, and then comes the 400 years, Play Israel leaves Betrayim. According to Ramban, the time line, the reckoning is that for the time of, that, that for the time of Lenin's Yitzchak, in other words, the Jewish people will come back to El Yisrael in form of 30 years. It was 30 years is going to be counted after the Libetzchayim. Which means they'll be in the Midbar for 40 years, and 30 of those 40 years is actually the constitutes 30 of the 430 years. And that's of course Bokhul Satan. The same thing is that from the time that Yitzhak is born until the Libetzchayim will be 400 years, and then they won't come back to El Yisrael immediately, but they will. It will take them another thirty years. until And coming to the Ramban here with an incredible statement, Rabbi Shavel has actually changed the Gilsa, but the proper Gilsa in the Ramban is ki The reason they were in the midbar for. 40 years was because of the Oven Amari. They had to say that it was 30 years. Shalom Nishlam, which is an incredible thing. How could Rabbi say something like this? Unless Rabbi Shabbat points out, actually changed the Gilsa to Lomipne, because, I mean, we all know they were in the 40 years of the Midbar because of the Chet of the Baraklin. They weren't in the 40 years of the Midbar because of the Shalom Oven Amari. But in fact, Rabbi is actually making this claim. And one could, once again, I don't want to go into a one could say that maybe Rabbi understands that Zed is a Goyim. That that had be the 30, that had procrastinated for 30 years, but the other 10 years was close to the Chetabaragra. But in any case, what the Ramban is saying is, is that the 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is informing Avraham Avinu that in fact after they left Mitzrayim, which will be 400 years from the birth of Yitzchak, then in fact will be another 30 years, right, until will be Sholem Ovan HaMoyri. That's the way Ramban learns. Now, in addition, in addition to this, Ramban also says, is that, once again, in Peret Pasad Membeis, the Ramban says you can't say that the 400 years for the birth of Yitzchak constitute a goals. In other words, what it means is, they're not going to inherit this land immediately. There will be, in other words, Galen, in, in other words, they will give game like you. Right, there'll be a land that is not as like, not there as 40 years, and then after that they won't come back until the which is 30 years. So in other words, the Rabban goes, goes says that what's the pasuk telling us? Now what's the pasuk telling us in 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 um, in, um, in Pasha's boy? Because in Pasha's boy it says they were in Mitzrayim for 430 years. So according to Rashi, we have to learn that the pshat is simply is that. The Golos is 430, 400 years. 400 years is the Golos. The Ramban says you can't say the Golos is 430 years. The Golos is only 210 years. So says the Ramban, Dav Shin Lamed Ches, the Shaval edition, V'yeshir HaKosov, U'moysha B'nei Yisrael HaShayosu Mitzrayim, right? The amount of time, the Shir HaKosov means, what the Pesach means when it says they were Mitzrayim 430 years, what does that mean? That means that U'moysha B'nei Yisrael, the settling, the settlement of the Jewish people, Asher Yosh Mitzrayim, Ad Shloishim Shana Vavamishana, Shiyosh Vusham. In other words, the Jewish people were Mitzrayim until 430 years. They were there in order to be Sham Lamalislam came by Allah's Lailahat. In other words, that doesn't mean the Jewish people were Mitzrayim for 430 years, or that it was a cult of 400 years, but the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim until a period for the birth of Yitzchak of 430 years, in order that there should be a key of there should be a, um, in other words, that should, um, that, that should take place historically. Um, the Nevoah that they'll be in Be'eretz Loi Lahem. In other words, the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim, right? 430 years, meaning they had to be in Mitzrayim for a certain amount of time, and they didn't come back for another 30 years in order that we should have here a, um, a justification or actually the, um, the manifestation Right of the Nevoa of the police ben That's where the Ramban is learning. Shir Hakosov Omeisha ben Yisrael Yosu Mitzrayim. Ah, was until four hundred and thirty years that they lived in the Eretz Lahem. So we see here very very clearly 
right? And Rabban says, now the Jewish people um, that um, that we have here, that this will continue, right? In other words, there's an extra 30 years. And that's what Ramban says. In other words, basically the Pesach is adding the other 30 years in order that we should um, know that this is the Hashlama of the Nevoa, this is the um, reification of the Nevoa that was given to Avon Avinu. Very interesting. The Ramban, we see that there are very two interesting points in the Ramban, which I think are worth mentioning. The first point is, is that the Ramban is taking issue with Chazal. The Ramban is clearly arguing with Chazal. And in fact, actually, um, if we actually take a look at the Go'ayin, that Go'ayin in one second, Because one who reflects upon them 
And they are correct, and there's no suffix, no doubt what they said, those who really understand the words of Chavim. So the Gu'ayyeh explicitly attacks the Ramban for arguing on Chazal. And this, in fact, actually brings up an important question. I mean, why is the Ramban arguing on Chazal? Did Chazal not have a Messiah? I mean, just like the Ramban certainly would not think of arguing on Chazal, on a Halacha, on a Sefer, on a Sefri, on a Gemara, on a Mishnah. Why would Chazal argue on something which is a... It's not just a Medrash. The Ramban is not offering another interpretation. The Ramban is actually arguing on the way Chazal read the Psukim. And of course, this is something that the Ramban, besides arguing Chazal, did he not believe that Chazal had a Messiah, a tradition as to the series of events in the history of Pali This is very, very difficult to understand. Um, that's number one. And um, that, that's the first question we have to raise. It's interesting that in addition to the issue of authority, which we have to raise in the issue of the Ramban, we have really a second issue. Because the way the Ramban is learning the Pasuk, right, learning the Psukim, it seems like the Psukim are, I mean, I hate to say this, but look like Lavdafka. In other words, when a Kalishbahu sent the Obama Vino, right? Right, he doesn't mention the 30 years. And then only then he says, according to Ramban, the Doravi is a remez to the 30 years. In other words, according to Chazal, the 430 years is a clear timeline. Because both were speaking about the 400 years for the birth of Yitzchak. And of course, later on in Pasha's Bible, when it says 430 years, it just means that there were 30 years before the birth of Yitzchak from Yitzchak and Absalom. So, because is telling the Bama what will be 400 years from the birth of Yitzchak. And the Pasuk in Pasha's Bible says that the place of War in Mitzrayim 430 years, it just means is that the sum total of the time of what's called Golos is 430 years. Is what it comes Baruch Hu, Zedna Bamavino, right? Kigel Yezer Achav Eretor Lehem Avadu Ve'inu Hussam. What it means, what it means in a certain sense, the, 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 the Golos begins with the Pisbal Absalom, with the Pesayim, with the message, with the revelation, the prophecy of Pisbal Absalom brings the Golos. In other words, that is technically what you would say is the strict meaning of the Psoke. Notwithstanding the dates, of course the dates, because I worked out, but if I learned the Psukim, if I learned the Psukim as literal as possible, then it comes out that we have, the Golas begins with the Blitzban Absalom. And those are the two parts of Rashi. If I learn the Psukim literally, straightforward, there's a period of 430 years, and from 430 years, it's much after that the Jewish people in, like it says in Pasha's body, at the end of 430 years, they left Mitzrayim. In other words, the, the, the apparent meaning of the Psukim, the verse of the Chumash is that when they leave Mitzrayim, that ends the period of 430 years. So I'm forced to say that 430 years begins with Prisma of And then I'll say that in a certain sense, Moshe and Israel means is a concept of Golos, of exile. And the exile, in a certain sense, begins in a certain sense with the the four of Brisbane Absalom. Now, that's a little reading of the Psoke. 
What I have to say, as a consequence, is that the order of events of the Chumash, Pinam Sohan, Bershav, Vinu, coming to El are not in order. But of course, that's a well-known um, adage of Chazal, a Muchabukta Matera. But the Ramban is saying, it's almost like the Pesukim are not to be read, in fact, literally. When it says, it just means that after left Mitzrayim, it's going to be another 30 years. The 430 years does not speak about when they were in Mitzrayim. The 430 years is speaking about the time it will take until they come back to El Chisrael. That's where the Bible is learning. So the Psukim, in a certain sense, are not explicitly saying what they mean. But rather, one has to read the Pasuk in a, somehow a non-literal manner, and it's what the Bible says, Shil HaKasuf. The Pasuk is giving you the idea of what's going on, but literally speaking, the Pasuk is not speaking about the Jewish people in any sense, Mark 430 years where they lived in but rather, when it says they were Mitzrayim for 30 years, what it really means is, is that the Pesukim are actually referring to the Nevoa of Pesach Pesachim, that they will not come back to El Jisrael until 430 years. And of course, the 30 years is only an illusion, right? Which comes both of Sestav Amavino, right? Until Sholem Ovoid Haimoyim. That's what the Ramban is saying. So it's interesting is, is that despite the fact that the Ramban succeeds in reading the Chumash in order, nonetheless, the Psukim are in fact actually alluding to things more than they are telling us things explicitly. In other words, the Ramban is offering what I would call an implicit reading of the Psukim as opposed to an explicit reading of them. Now, which also raises a question. Was the first question that we raised is, what gave the Ramban the authority to argue on Chazal? And the second question is, what gave the Ramban the authority to learn to read the Psukim implicitly and not explicitly? That's the question that I really want to ask. Regarding the first question, now once again, I'm not the first person to have asked this question. The Goranya actually attacks the Ramban. Of Desla. I've never seen it of Desla. I don't remember where it's of Desla. Desla says that the Ramban was speaking to Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know what he means by that, but what I think he means by that is that the Ramban really didn't really mean to say what he... Is that, no, but the Ramban really felt that this is not really the troop shot, but for people who are, were bothered by Chazal's reading of the Chumash implying it's not in order that the Rabban felt he had, a just, he had to offer a different interpretation. That's for Nebuch. In other words, for people who are confused, I'm allowed to say not the whole truth, but half the truth. Um, in fact, actually, this is um, something which is the, the, um, the Nebuchadnezzar is not the only person who actually um, attributes this um, expression of half-truth to the Ramban, or, you know, not as Jose accuses, but claims that Ramban is actually speaking sometimes in half-truths and not full-truths. Um, you all know that there's a famous debate, the Vikuach, between the Ramban and the person who was an apostate. And there was a debate over 
uh, um, of the Christian religion, Christianity. And when the apostate um, presents to the Ramban a, a medrash, which implies the Mashiach is alive at that time, in which he wants to somehow um, use this as a basis for actually justifying or proving that Oysa Yish was in fact actually the Mashiach. So Ramban replies to him and says that we, we're not, the Midrashim don't exert authority. We're not forced to listen to Midrashim. In other words, we can we can choose whether to listen to them. In other words, we, we all accept the authority of the Chumash, we accept the authority of the, of the oral, the halachic oral law, right? The, the Mishnayas, the, the Gemara. But Midrashim, you know, we're not forced to accept, you know, to listen to Midrashim. And it's an incredible thing. I mean, we're not forced to listen to Midrashim. So I saw in the Sefer Emes Lanka, Yankovic, Yankov Kamenetsky, he wants to say that the Obama was always saying this to the Sapasa. He really didn't mean this. To which I say, Chas V'Shalom. Pekoidish, Yedabel. Pekoidish, that the Ramban is going to say something which is not true, something which doesn't believe in, something which is only half true. I find that hard to believe. And I don't want to go into it, but actually, the fact is that the Ramban here is not unique, but actually has come to the Rishonim, who, in contradiction to the Achroinim, did not fully, um, um, did not fully, um, did not uh, attribute the full authority to the, uh, to the nature of the gosh, you don't want that right now, but in my opinion is, when the Rabban says something, right, I think that we have to really assume that what he says is what he meant and what he felt to be the evidence. So, this comes back to the Kuda, which I want to, you know, raise again, why did the Rabban feel like with Hazal? So, I want to offer, in fact, two answers to this. Answer number one is, we have a and you saw it in the Gemara, the Gemara says in, 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 in the promise of the Chayim Zayim, the Rambam recently, in the Zatot, the Parash Mishnayis. If Chazal are coming, if Chazal are coming to us and telling us something, and they're saying this on the base of Messiah, in Kabbalah, who Nekabah, but if Chazal are bringing the proof, so we can say, in Ladin, Yishlahashim, namely, that we see in the Seder in the Rambam, that Chazal are saying what they're saying because of the Difficulty of the 30 years. Since the 30 years seems according to Chazal to have taken place 30 years, the Bismarck seems to have taken place 30 years before the birth of Yitzchak. And Fort said that when we went back to Chalon, went back to Chalon and came back to Israel again. That was Chazal are saying what they're saying, not on the basis of a Messiah, but based upon a reading of the Psokim and their their account, their Cheshbon. So, if Chazal are bringing a proof from the from, from the Psukim, the Rabban could say, in Kabbalah, in the Kabbalah. But what? In Ladin Yishlahashim. You were coming to me with a guy from the Chumash, because you read the Chumash in a particular way, and the accounting doesn't work out right, and this is the reason you're saying what you're saying. So I can claim I have a better way of reading the Chumash, a better way of interpreting the Chumash. That's what I would say the Rabban is saying. Of course, this is true, but, like I said before, in other words, it does answer the question in the sense that Chazal are making arguments and not claiming a tradition, but where did the Ramban feel they had the authority to argue on Chazal's arguments? I'm sure the Ramban would not argue on the Sephon, the Sephri, and the Midrashi Halacha. Where did the Ramban feel like this? So I want to claim that the basis, and of course I want to also raise a second question, which I think I'm going to answer it in in the same day, 
The second claim is, and the second question we raised is, what allowed the Ramban to make this implicit reading of the Chumash as opposed to an explicit reading of the Chumash? So I want to go back to what the Ramban writes in the Zagdama, which is actually where we began this year. The Ramban says that the Torah is before the world. And the Ramban says, Meishi Abedu, we're in that days in the Shemel's edition, two lines of Ramban, Meishi Abedu's Kaseifa Matik Kaseifa Kadmah, the Kaiser. What's the Ramban doing? The Ramban is positing, is positing a text before the Torah. It's the, perhaps the Eish Levana Al Eish Chayra. Just like, for example, the Rosh, and that Lamed Gimbal, the Sanhedrin, wants to claim, wants to show that the Rishayim can argue on the Goenim because in fact the the only canon is the text of the Gemara so as long as Rishayim, so just like the the Goenim are also beholden to the Gemara so, so in other words, therefore the Rosh posits a canonical text which is the supreme authority, in which case the Rishon can argue on the going because he will appeal to the canonical authority of the text of the Gemara. So too, the man wants to say is that in fact there is a Torah Shekhan Malabriyas HaOilam Moshe Rabbeinu is being matic from this Torah Hakaduma, and so in fact a reading, an a explicit reading of the Chumash, even by Chazal, somehow has to be subject to the canonical text. And the true canonical text is not necessarily the Chumash that we have, but this Torah HaKaduma, which means that number one, if in fact the Ramban is going back to this Torah HaKaduma, there could be number one, an implicit reading of the Chum, implicit reading of the Psokin. And the fact is, is that I can appeal to this higher text, which Chazal are not clearly not appealing to, right? And the base of this, I can assert at least also my authority as a commentator who will take issue with the interpretation of Chazal. In other words, when the Ramban speaks about the Torah HaKadumah, Sefer Kadmah, the what I'm calling the Eish Levana al Eish Chayra, what Rabban is positing is a Ur text, a canonical authority, which Moshe Rabbein is only being matic from that text, meaning, number one, I don't have to read the Psukim explicitly, I can read them implicitly, because explicit reading is of the Sefer HaKadmah, just like we saw that Moshe Rabbeinu imparts the Messiah from the names, the letters which are names of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to the Torah which we understand in terms of nouns and pronouns and sentences. We spoke about that. So too, Ramban is positing a prior text, a Sefer Kadmon. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he writes the Sefer Torah, is being mocked from the Sefer Kadmon. The Ramban is saying is, if you look at the Sefer Kadmon, you'll see it's saying what I'm saying. Even though the Torah, which we have, doesn't explicitly say that. It's implicitly saying that because the Torah that we have is referring to this Sefer Kadmah. The Ramban has, in fact, 
very much so invoked a text of authority to which he can, in a certain sense, invoke an authority which, by interpreting it, he becomes the Baltlokta, the one who can contend with the interpretation of Chazal. That's what I want to claim is what the Rambam uses when he says, Now, this concept of implicit reading of the Chomish, as opposed to Swinton and the Chomish, is actually a theme in the Ramban. It's not only in this Ramban, it's actually in other Rambans. Um, there's a very famous tshuva of the Rashba in Chelek Aleph, in Simon Yodez, and there the Rashba says explicitly that the Torah has written something, Shaloi Meduktak. In other words, the Torah writes something is not Meduktak, a lot Dafka. And people are going to shudder and say, Chas how can you say this? I saw in the Sefer, in Abdomit, in the Sefer Mitzvah, Chaim Heller wants to claim that the Rashba is a forgery. In fact, the Rashba, when he does the tshuva, he just quotes several Rambans, one in Bamidba, one in Tvaren, and where the Ramban says that sometimes the Taylor, right, will actually use the name of a place, or a part, right, and use a blocked Africa. In other words, not exactly the name, because once again, the Torah is being netak from a Sefer Kadmai, in which case the Sukkot of the Torah, in fact, can be understood implicitly. We're appealing to the or text, the prior text, which Kadmai La'olam, which is the true text of the Chomish. So, we see clearly that this concept that we saw last time in the third shear, where the Ramban can appeal to the letters of the Chumash in names of God, which is the pretext to the Chumash, which we have and which read in sentences, and the Chumash which is intelligible to us in grammar, in uh, syntax and semantics, but one can appeal to the bottom level, what I call the um, immanental textuality of the Torah, so too that Ramban is actually using the same methodology, but here, He's not speaking about an imminence to the text, but he's speaking about two texts. A text of the Chumash, which we have, and a pretext of the Chumash, of which our Chumash is a hard talker. The Seifa Hamatik, the Seifa Hanema is Moshe Rabbeinu. And of course, all of this, says the Ramban, is really Mipiv Shalat Baruch. So, we see, once again to repeat, is that in the Habdama of the Ramban, the Ramban actually motivates, actually the Ramban, in fact, architects um, the, um, his scheme of reading the Chumash by the construction of either levels of the text or the construction of a series of texts, of several texts. And this, the Ramban, by doing so, architects his vast and deep and central commentary on the Chumash, which in a certain sense constitutes the Mesela and the Amuna of the Jewish people as we understand Klai Yisrael, Kalish Baruchu, and in fact all of reality from the text of the Chumash. The text of the Chumash becomes the means by which we can in fact actually um, base, um, you know, we can actually base our um, base our concept of history and our concept of reality 
based right from the text of the Chumash, which is composed of course these different layers or different texts. So this is a um, an important point which comes out from the of the Ramban um, in Yitzhashem. Um, this is the fourth of the Shuvah. In Yitzhashem, we're actually going to expand upon this in the next the fifth Shia, and we're going to take it actually a step deeper. But until that time, for an underscore space in Yerushalayim, everybody are called to.